When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and greetings from St. Paul, Minnesota, where your favorite hockey team is going to turn around its season, beginning here tonight. Good morning to you on that happy note. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Pirates, where you found this. It'll be Penguins versus Wild here tonight at the XL Energy Center. That's an 8.08 p.m. Eastern time face-off. Minnesota will be without Marc-Andre Fleury. They found out yesterday after practice due to injury. But another former Penguin of sorts, Philip Gustafson, is going to be the starter for Minnesota. Instead, he, of course, was a former draft pick in Pittsburgh. At practice yesterday in Cranberry, meaning the Penguins practice, lines and pairings weren't really shown. There was uh, some drills that threw hints, but the one hint that jumped out was the only one that you'd care to know right about now, and that's that Ricard Raquel appeared to be back on the first line next to Sidney Crosby and Jake Gensel, whereas Brian Rust was appearing to be back on the second line with Evgeny Malkin and Jason Zucker. That, my friends, is as it should be. That is as it should have been throughout this season without ever boomeranging back. If you have followed my coverage, whether in spoken or written form, over the years, you will know that I am not one to take lightly the responsibility that comes with criticizing Sidney Crosby. I don't believe that he deserves criticism hardly ever. In addition to being everything that he's been as an immaculate performer, he's an immaculate person. However, Sid has his vices. We all do. Sid loves to have his guys on his line grinding right along with him. He doesn't want to have two guys grinding and then a third just kind of seeking out open spaces for shots and whatever else. Well, guess what? That's what you got. That's what you got. Meaning with Raquel. Raquel has been this team's most consistent performer at any position to this point in the season. And I don't believe that I'm overstating that. And he has been that regardless of what line he's on. Whereas, the other night against the Maple Leafs, the Sid line was on the rink for, well, all of the goals. And and there's just nowhere to go from that. Sid, Jake, and Russ just isn't working right now. But right now shouldn't be the issue. 
the reason that the Gino, Raquel, Zucker thing hasn't been set in stone yet is that Sid wants those guys together, Jake and Rust. And as a result, Sid, Jake, and Rust is seen organizationally as the default. Does that make sense? Like, once things get good again, well, we can just go right back to Sid, Jake, and Rust and just make it work from there because that's what makes, well, it's what makes the captain happy. And I'm all in favor. This isn't a criticism. I'm all in favor of Sid being happy. I'm all in favor of Sid having line mates that bring out the best in one of the four or five greatest players who ever lived. Okay? I'm all right with that concept. But right now, meaning this season, not in this moment, what's best for the Pittsburgh Penguins is for Raquel to be on that first line and for Russ to be on the second. And it's about time, ideally, that they'll stick with it. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Find out how $1 can be turned into five full meals. For those in need, visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. Do you get the Raquel thing, meaning the way the Penguins have been handling him this season? Because I don't. Like, on one hand, if you go back to the early part of the summer, when all of those moves were being made to bring back, you know, Gino, Tanger, all those guys, Rust, the one guy that you were sure they weren't going to pull off that was going to be a, a luxury on top of luxuries was Raquel. And yet the Penguins really stepped up there. They signed him for, you know, half dozen years, and he's 30. That's not a small commitment. That means you really, really like and believe in the guy. Well, take that, measure it against his actual performance, and to repeat, he's been the most consistent forward. No, 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 the most consistent player at any position. I say that with all due respect to his best bud, Marcus Pedersen who's been right there with him. And then look at his ice time. He gets like 13, 14 minutes a game. And then look at his power play first unit time, which is, of course, zero. And then watch the power play first unit at work. It's been a disaster. I mean, a big time disaster. And yeah, I know I've been covering these guys long enough to know that eventually they'll come out of it. They'll poke home a few goals. But Running this team as if there's always a tomorrow to get back into the playoff race is kind of dangerous because then you're going to put yourself before you know it by, I don't know, mid-January or something with your back against the wall, looking up at, you know, 10, 12 teams over you. And then you're going to be going, oh, no, it's time to try this and do this. And you could do this stuff now. The reason Raquel was kept, in addition to his skill, in addition to his character, was that he would provide the Penguins with a formidable top six. He has done his part, again, regardless of line, but especially when he's been with Sid, even though it's not the way Sid prefers to conduct his business five on five. It's very much a productive result. 
They've connected for points. They've connected for five-on-five possession. It just looks a little bit different. Would anyone deny that Sid's been a productive center so far this year? Mm -hmm. Would anybody deny that Jake's been a terrific winger? Putting up his own goals and points? Nope. So what was the problem? Why did it have to boomerang back to rust? Why? When the Penguins have the answer to that question, they're going to figure out a lot of stuff. We come back, J1Q. from Sammy who asks, isn't this just a poorly constructed roster? Ron Hextall was a disaster in Philly and he's brought his inadequacies to Pittsburgh. Sammy, I have to begin by expressing legit amusement at every time Hextall gets criticized by a Penguins fan that they have to throw in that he came indirectly from Philly. As if he's like a secret agent who's come here to sabotage the proceedings, you know? It's just fun for me. The roster is not constructed well. And when I say that, it's not just, you know, bemoaning the obvious and the Kasperi Kapanen contract that's a self-tied anvil over the Penguins' collective heads, both in terms of cap usage and in terms of, well, I mean, he's a guy on the roster that you would ideally have being productive, and he isn't productive And they should have known he wouldn't be productive. So that alone, that alone would support your point there about the poorly constructed roster. But it goes beyond that because the part that confounds me is that I go back to the conversations that were being had after Game 7 and then right through the draft in Montreal among upper management Uh, within hockey ops, and all they talked about was becoming harder to play against. That was not me saying that. That was not you, Sammy, saying that. That was them. That was the realization that they came to after being eliminated by the Rangers that they needed to address More than any other, they wanted to be a little bit tougher in front of their own net. They got Jeff Petrie. They got Jan Ruda. They shook up their defense a little bit. But they wanted to become a team in general that was harder to play against. And from there, they went and got Josh Archibald. I mean, this is what I'm talking about. Like, what do you do with that? And they held on to Brock McGinn, and they signed Kapanen. I have to bring it up again. Because in this context, it's more mind-boggling than in any other. The idea that you wanted to be hard to play against and you handed, lit a blaze, $3.2 million this year and next. To what end? And how did that dovetail with what you yourself as a general manager and in turn everybody else involved echoed? that you wanted to be tougher to play against. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. And they still need to become that. As I was saying on yesterday's show, that still needs to happen right here in St. Paul and then 
in two nights in Winnipeg. It has to happen. They have to begin forging that identity that they're hard to play against, that they're relentless. But even if they do, even if they were to have a nice trip, who would believe in it? Because who's going to think to themselves, man, it's a good thing they went out and they got that Archibald so that they could become a lot harder to play against. Did you see how hard he was to play against in these two games? It's not going to hold up. It's not who he is. So that that's the part that gets me about this roster. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We'll do another one from here in St. Paul tomorrow. Mm-hmm.